welcome to 101.9 The Mix. I'm Jenny, this is Dash, and yeah. we have Ingrid Andress in the studio. Woo! Woo! Okay, you were just telling me you grew up in Colorado. How did you get into the musical scene? Um, I basically walked by Berkeley College of Music one day in Boston. Uh, my dad used to be a strength coach for Major League Baseball, so it was the World Series, and we walked by Berkeley College of Music, and I'd never heard of it before, and I was like, I'm going to go here. Okay. And that was it, literally. <laughs> but uh, I had my mom taught me piano when I was six years old, and I had been singing up to that point. But I actually didn't know that you could do music like as a career. Because uh, in my town, it was like either you win American Idol or that's it. Like there's <laughs> wow. no in between. Right. Okay. Dad's a strength coach. Mom's teaching you piano. Who's the one that's more instructing you on breath and how to use it? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think. My mom, because she was actually an athlete, too. So she would, you know, we'd practice soccer together because that was her sport. And then we'd, you know, do piano. So I guess they both did in a way. So you'd be an Olympian if you weren't doing music is what it sounds like. Product of two (laughs) athlete parents. Sure, why not? Yeah, I thought I was going to play volleyball in college and, like, go to Duke and all this stuff. And then I was just like, eh, let's do music instead. You made a good choice. And now you're singing and songwriting. Where do you get your songwriting inspiration from? Uh, Everyday life. A lot of my songs, actually all of them, are very personal and very autobiographical. So it's really just, I mean, sometimes it's other people's stories, too, like just me observing other human beings. But... A lot of it is just me processing what is happening in my own life. Wow. When does it click? When you're at the bar, somebody say, yeah, that's really good wishful thinking. And then you're like, huh, there's, we, can, we can make a play on words here, and that could be the hook to a song. Yeah. I mean, I love a good pun. Like, that's sure. what, you know, that's what's so fun about songwriting is, like, you literally get to play with words. Like, there are no rules. I mean, well, there are some. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the whole wishful, I had had that title in my notes for a long time, but I like never wrote a version of it that I really liked. And so the, the version that's out now, it was like the one where I was like, okay, I think I did it. Wow. Now your music style has been compared to Casey Musgraves and Taylor Swift. Who are some of your biggest influences in music? Oh man, there are so many. Uh, I listened to like basically every genre when I was younger because I was just so curious. Um, I mean, Joni Mitchell is a huge influence. Um, I've been listening to a lot of 1975, which is a band, a UK band. Um, Coldplay, they were like some of the first, that was my first piano book that I got was to learn A Rush of Blood to the Head. So Coldplay has been a huge one too. But like, yeah, anybody who tells stories and is intentional basically has influenced who I am. Amazing. Coldplay was just here. What? <laughs> yeah, they performed at Soldier Field. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Yeah. How did I not yeah. know this? Did you guys go? We, I uh, did. Yes. Oh my God! Don't, don't tell me here. how it was. I was in I studio. Oh yeah. man, you guys. <laughs> That's my life. Yeah. Uh. It looked really cool via Jenny's Instagram stories. Oh my God! I am one of those people. Right. Totally. <laughs> that so, sounds amazing. Do you get sucked in? How much time are you spending on social media these days? Like especially while touring, and and does it actually inspire anything outside of just maybe being like a bad habit? <laughs> social media inspires nothing for me. Okay. I like. I mean, I love, you know, people that I know, and if they're doing something cool, great. But, like, most of the posts, everyone's just, like, posting 
about themselves in some kind of vain way. And I'm like, ugh, this is boring. <laughs> I'm like, I want to learn something. I want to learn something new. I want to like know more about you. But if you're like, so everyone's been asking about my skincare routine. And I'm like, no one's asking you, Susan. You just want us to know. Like, that's just. You think your skin looks great. And you want to <laughs> tell wanna... everyone exactly, why. Exactly, yes. I'm like. I want to like I, I'm more of like a documentary like I'm constantly wanting to know yeah so political things I learn a lot just from different people's perspectives but as far as like social media I'm hardly uh, inspired okay <laughs> so you released your debut album Ladylike in March of 2020 which was the beginning of the pandemic what was that like to release an album at the same time the world pretty much shut down uh, I don't recommend it <laughs> um. But I guess there was something, there was a silver lining in it because we, the only thing we really could do was like listen to music. Like that was the one normal thing we still had. And so I think that ended up helping people get to know my music more is because there was nothing else to do. Um, But it was weird for me because normally when you release an album, you're out doing this, you're out talking to people, you're playing shows. Mm -hmm. uh, And I didn't get to do any of that. So it was really strange but it also gave me the time to write the album that just came out like I wouldn't I probably would have written a completely different album had I not had those months or years to like really step back and you know look at my life and see what I wanted to change Mm -hmm. wow and if you drive six hours south of Chicago you hit Nashville Uh, I know that was like your mecca yes can you talk about being in a songwriting environment with so many other songwriters uh, versus maybe being in Colorado? Yeah. Uh, well, I moved to Nashville because it is the songwriting capital of the world. And so I I probably wouldn't be the writer that I am if I had stayed in Colorado, even though I miss it. It's beautiful. But, mm. you know, you learn how to write songs by walking into a room and there's just a guitar or there's just a piano and then you're just sitting in a room trying to come up with the most beautiful song you ever heard in your whole life. And so that is very difficult to do. And so just getting thrown in and trying to figure it out was probably the best thing that happened to me as a songwriter. Wow. And fast forward to now, you're on tour with Keith Urban. Yeah. What's been one of the most memorable nights so far of that journey? Or is there any crazy experience you've had? Uh, I mean... It's all been sort of a whirlwind. Like, you know, people think tour is, like, very glamorous and, like, all this stuff, but it is a grind. Like, you are waking up in a different city every day, and you're just like, where am I? Who am I? What are we doing? Uh, but honestly, the the fans are what make it all worth it. So I, there hasn't been one night that sticks out over all of them because there's always been something a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. You have like a crazy lady in the front row for one show. And then you have like a kid holding up a sign. And it's like just such a, his audience is so, um, so different. Yeah. Like every night is different. So mm-hmm. it's, it's all been an adventure for me. Totally. Are you getting to enjoy the cities that you're in? Like, are you doing things while you're in Chicago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to. That's the glorious thing about touring with a bus. So this is my first tour that I've had a tour bus. Okay. Nice. Um, and it is a game changer. Like to wake up where you're supposed to be. Like I used to fly everywhere. Right. Which sounds easy, but it's awful. So for the longest time, everyone was like, aren't you loving tour? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait for it to be over with. Oh this God. is exhausting. <laughs> and now I get it. 
because I have like a ton more energy and like you have more time when you wake up in the city you're supposed to be in to go explore. Wow. And you just came out with your album, Good Person. What is the meaning behind that title? Um, that song sort of set me on my journey of reassessing my life. Um, I just had time to be introspective and I was wondering, you know, everyone seemed to be so quick to judge each other during the whole pandemic. And it was really fascinating to me because I was like, well, we use this phrase good person all the time. And yet we don't have like a solid definition of what that actually means. Like everyone has their own definition for it. I'm like, so who are we to judge each other? Because none of us are perfect. So that kind of set me on my introspective journey of like, am I a good person? Like, am I in a good relationship? What is a good relationship? So it kind of unfolded the rest of the songs on the album. Those are tough questions. Did you, <laughs> yeah. find, did you find answers? Nope. Okay, Still cool. Still searching. Yeah. I think that's life, though. I right. feel like we're all, the goal is to just constantly grow and become better versions of ourselves. So whatever that looks like, I feel like there is no ending. It just is always a continuous, you know, learning experience, hopefully. You know, I feel like the second you feel like you've made it, that's scary because you probably haven't. And right. these songs are more on the pop side, you would say. Now, coming from pop country to now crossing over to pop, is there a change in the way you write music or the style, or do you just hope that the the work you put out relates to both audiences? Yeah, I think, to me, I'm just always a songwriter at heart. I don't really think of genres mm -hmm. that way. I feel like, as somebody who's listened to every type of genre uh, and loves it, to me, it's more about the stories that you're telling. So I think stories are what carry music. And so that's what I learned from country music. And I think that just translates to to just life in general. Like if you've been through that experience, then that then you like the song. So to me, I think of it less as like crossing over. It's more just expanding, you know, your story to more people. I like that. Yeah. Do you do you still see yourself writing for others at this point in your career? Do you like writing oh, for, for other sure. artists? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I get really bored of talking about myself. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, like, right now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love to write. Not about me. Yeah. Like, I love helping other artists find their voice and tell their story. And so, a lot of the times, it's nice to, like, write something that I wouldn't ever do for myself, but they're like... We want trap drums or we want like an 808 beat. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I would never put out a song like that. Well, actually, never say never. I always try everything <laughs> once. So who knows? Maybe I'll put out a rap album. <laughs> hey. Always try everything once. I love it. Yes. yes. And you just released a power ballad, Seeing Someone Else. What is that song about? Where did that inspiration come from? So I was in that relationship and so I wrote that song because it felt like I was growing as a person and the person I was with wasn't growing with me. And so they were in love with a version of me that didn't exist anymore. And so uh, that song was really tricky to write because you read the title of it and you're like, oh, it's a cheating song, you know, seeing someone else. Mm -hmm. But if you listen to it, you know, the it's about that person seeing a part of you that is no longer there. So um, after I wrote that, that was kind of the beginning of the end of that relationship. I was like, oh, well, 
can't unthink that. <laughs> wow. We're uh, we're probably not gonna make it. Oh man. It it wasn't over already by no, the time you put the song out. I was still out. with the person. Okay, all right. Oh no, when the song came out, yeah, we were long, long sure. done. But when I wrote it, I was like, oops. Now, when you write a song about someone, do they contact you after? Like, what is this about? Has that ever happened to you? Like, what is going on here? Uh, I think they know, and <laughs> I'm not. I don't. The goal of writing about it is to not drag them through the mud. Mm-hmm. I always try to keep it from my perspective and what I'm feeling because I can't speak for them. Like, I don't know, you know, why they did what they did. Like, I'm not here to, like, get someone canceled. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here to just speak my truth. And But they know it's about them, but I always do it in a way to where they know it's true. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, well, (laughs) you nailed that. So no one's ever been like, how dare you? Because they're just like, oh, yeah, well, I did do that. I love that. There's just a... I guess she's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always a moment of realization. He hasn't texted me yet, so who wow. knows? Yeah. So hopefully whoever they're with next, he just play the album and yeah. be better. You'll get a nice thank you card after the wedding. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> right. I would love a card from her to be like, hey, thank you. Right. Well, that tell us great. what is next. What is coming up? What can we expect from you in the near future? Oh, well... I'm always writing, so who knows when the next album is going to come out. But for now, it's just hitting the road to make up for lost time because I didn't really ever get to tour before the pandemic. So I'm just ready to be on the road for a while to like actually meet my fans who have been listening to my music and experiencing new cultures. And yeah, yeah my band is awesome. We have a great time on the road. So I think I'm just going to be gone <laughs> forever. I know. Never take it for granted after we were stuck in quarantine. For yeah, it. totally. Yes. No matter how tired I am, yeah. I always remind myself, I'm like, you could be in your terrible apartment by yourself. So That's so true. How many half-baked like song ideas do you have written in a notebook somewhere? Oh, so many. Well, yeah. But if they haven't been used yet, it's probably because they're trash. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like any ideas I currently have are probably... They need to be modified a little bit okay. because uh, sometimes I get drunk and come up with these song titles and I wake up the next day and I'm like, what uh, What was I thinking yeah. with that one? Sure. That is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you do use one of those drunken song titles because that would be an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'll make it work one day. Like I feel like there's enough, but sometimes I accidentally uh, put my grocery lists in the folder. So I'll like go, I'll be skimming for a song title and I'm like, razors. I'm like, what, uh, what was that? I'm like, oh, it was my grocery right. list. Yeah. But maybe that does work. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Actually, I'm like razors, me... daggers, right. of, like a breakup song. Like totally. what are we working with? Well, thank you so much for making time to stop in Chicago. We are looking forward to watching your journey and seeing you do more live performances. Hopefully. Yes. Yes, I'm excited to walk around. I got, my cousin sent me like this massive novel of things to check out, so I'm going to try to cram it in. Oh, what's wow. first on the list? Uh, they're mostly food places, and they're really heavy food Solid. places. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, if you want to do deep dish, I'm like, yeah. girl, I got to sing tonight. <laughs> like, I can't do a deep dish. It was some kind of, uh, I could pull it up on my phone. It was There's an M in there. Blue Malnati's. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That one. That's the place. So, well, we'll be watching your social media for the Illuminati's update. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thanks again. Thanks for having me.